Hi, welcome to My Creativity, the podcast about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process, well, my creativity. From planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head, and to the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. So each week, I go over my weekly goals, the goals that I tried to achieve last week, tell you how it went. At the end of the episode, I go over what next week's goals are going to be. This is a part of my accountability. I certainly invite anyone who's listening here, interested in becoming more accountable and more productive, send your goals in and I'll read them out online uh, and we will be accountable together. So my first up, I've got to review my monthly goals. So it's July at the moment. We're coming to the last two weeks of July. My goals are finished by the end of July. Is publish book two. Ooh, that's getting pretty close. I'm going to have to work my way through one last edit on that. I'm going to have to do that this coming week, I think. Run 10 kilometers. Release exit plan three, episode one. And I've got to start coming up with my sort of product or app ideas, as it were. So my last week's goal then was, you know, as I said, to run 10 kilometers. So this morning, I got on my shoes, had a bit of a stretch, and went for a 10K run around along the beach. Beautiful. A little bit slow going. Uh, my legs felt a bit heavy today, but otherwise pretty good. So I said I was going to record all exit plan three lines. Uh, well, no, I haven't. It's taking longer than I thought, which is a real shame. Create the Exit Plan theme song. I've spent some considerable time, recorded a few bits and pieces, but I cannot say that I have completely created a theme for this season. Begin audiobook of book one. I have done that. So I'm doing the audiobook in part as a way of improving book one. Uh, I have been proofreading through and I've been uploading revisions. It's uh, a continuous improvement process. I'm not sure that I'll ever be finished with its improvements. But the audiobook, uh, I've signed up for Authors Republic. The reason I sign up for them rather than ACX is because there's some peculiar tax rule which means ACX, which means ACX will not work with Australians. Uh, the internet is sort of an international place, but it appears it has become quite difficult to do business in America, which seems ironic considering America considers itself such a free business place. But yeah, so apparently I need a, uh, a TIN, uh, which I assume is some sort of tax identification number, in order to operate there, and that will only work for US citizens uh, or US residents uh, or UK. They've got UK ones there. So I don't know why. So Authors Republic, it just requires my PayPal address to send money to. So yeah, I don't know why they can get away with it. Anyway, there you go. So this week, I want to talk a little bit about what we call frictionless storytelling. Now, we all know that storytelling is very powerful. It's what our civilizations, uh, all human civilizations, are built on it. That's really awkward wording. Well, basically all of human civilization has been built on storytelling. From the earliest caveman to the most modern cyber community, whatever that means. 
So the stories we tell ourselves, they define us. And I've spoken previously about how I've changed the stories I tell about myself to change myself. And this was uh, around how I wrote stories and what I wanted out of it. And I, I implore people who are creating particularly creating art, whether it be music or paintings or sculptures or poetry or novels or screenplays, whatever it is, really have a look at what you're telling, telling what stories you're telling about yourself. Often you're saying things, you know, I was saying, for example, things like, uh, you know, I'm not really doing this to make money. I'm just doing it to make it for myself. And as a result, I never, I never committed fully to being my best creative self. The reality is I do intend to make money. And this is not a greed thing. People always shudder away from talking about money because they feel as if it, uh, it it makes them out to be greedy or only considering money. But what we have to realize, of course, is that I want to eat food and I want a place to live and I want my children to be able to go to school. And that means I need money. I would like to get that money by writing and creating and telling stories and inspiring other people to do the same. At the moment, I make my money by pro, uh, programming computers. So if I want to stop programming computers, well, I, I won't really. I love that too much. But if I want to stop working for other people programming computers and work writing stories and creating inspiring people, I need to make money writing and creating and inspiring people. So I've dropped those stories. Stories then, they don't just define ourselves to ourselves, but they define our brand. And I mean brand here in a holistic, sort of all-encompassing sense. The persona in your head, as you listen to me, that is me as far as you're concerned, and the persona you transmit about me to others, is my brand. Now, Gravity Undone as a brand exists not just on a website, nor just in my head, but it spiders out from me into the world and exists in your head. It's a little bit different in your head than it is in mine, and when you transmit it to others, it's been filtered through your experiences and your personal biases. And the story of Gravity Undone is what carries the brand and defines it. So Storyteller is the vector through which meaning goes viral. But every time the Gravity Undone brand leaves me and is, is absorbed by another, it goes through their filters. When they retransmit it, it is slightly changed. And so on. So it becomes vital that the source be as pure and consistent as possible. If I present a different message about Gravity Undone each time, then I'll end up with brand fragmentation, which is where the Gravity Undone in-person X's head interferes with the Gravity Undone in-person Y's head and the message is weakened. So to ensure that my message is as clear, strong and far-reaching as possible, I need to have what is known as frictionless storytelling. That is, when someone asks me about Gravity Undone, I should be able to respond quickly easily, naturally, and consistently. When I'm presented with a situation, I should be able to respond immediately and convey my values effectively. That's frictionless storytelling. And my mission is to create a collaborative entertainment network that inspires creators and is supported by patrons, not ads. So I need to get my story straight. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult for people to understand what truly what it is I'm trying to do. And that is where the brand manifesto and ethos come into play. It's what I have to work on. It's what any of us has to work on if we intend to successfully and sustainably create. So how am I doing this? And I suppose how, why, I've sort of told a bit about why, but where I'm coming from here is that 
I did marketing as one of my majors. I did Bachelor of Business at university and I majored in marketing. Turns out I ended up just going to computers because I love computers so much. But I'm going back to my marketing roots here and having a look at what I need to do to, to be able to have as great a reach and as strong an influence as I can. So how am I doing that? Well, my plan is as follows. One, I'm going to list my values. What is important to Gravity Undone? And these things will also be important to me personally, but they'll sort of be uh, from the point of view of Gravity Undone. And I must personally share these values with Gravity Undone to ensure that they're authentic. There have been cases of personalities or uh, media people who have presented one set of values, but then clearly didn't quite hold as strongly to those values as they would portray, and then they end up saying something or doing something ridiculous, totally conflicting with what their apparent values are, and then get themselves in hot water. I'm not going to go in any particular um, examples here. I'm sure you can think of famous film stars, directors, um, musicians, other podcasters who have basically put their foot in it and been dumped on because of it. And that's due to lack of authenticity. So point two, I'm going to identify, uh, say, three to five issues or topics. And for each, I need to know how Gravity Undone responds to them. What opinions Gravity Undone will hold on those topics. And these will be around the values that I've already identified. An example of this, for example, uh, it will be my thoughts on, um, and I've already, I've already spoken a bit about these, like commitment and intention. But also then more specifically say on plotting versus pantsing, which is a, a conversation that comes up constantly in the writing community. So I need to know how I'm going to respond to that. What position does Gravity Undone hold on that? So that if that ever comes up, anyone questions it, I can immediately and confidently say, you know, present my position. And so I need to find about, yeah, let's 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 say five, four or five, three, four, five sort of of these sorts of issues which I need to then figure out what my real position is so that I can be consistent, so that I can be authentic. So I'm not kind of saying whatever comes off the top of my head at the time. And then when I think about it later, I go, oh, actually, that's not what I think. That was just a, a reaction in the moment. I don't want that. I want to be able to say what I mean. So the third thing to do is I'm going to write a manifesto. So this is a statement of the core emotional value and belief that I want Gravity Undone to embody. I mean, that sounds a bit peculiar. So I'll, I'll give you Apple's version because uh, I think we've all heard of the brand that is called Apple. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. But the only thing you can't do is ignore them, because they change things. They push the human race forward, and while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So that's Apple. And you can see there that it's not a, a sales pitch. They haven't talked about any of their products uh, features, benefits, any of that sort of business. It's talking about their Apple's uh, emotional and value position. 
they clearly want that fringe of dynamic change and different thinking, innovation. They didn't say innovation. They just said different thinking to change the world. And that's a really great manifesto. And I want something like that. I want to be able to, in a paragraph, say, Gravity Undone embodies this. This is, this is the, the vibe, the feeling. This is the spirit or the core of Gravity Undone. Particularly helpful, I think, when I start recruiting people to work for Gravity Undone. And one of the first people I'm going to recruit will be a social media manager and administration because that's not my core um, strength. So I want someone who does have that as a core strength and, and passion. But I'll need to be able to tell them, you know, this is, this is how Gravity Undone feels and thinks. It's a strange way to talk about it because it's at the moment Gravity Undone is me, but it's got to be larger than me. For people to buy into it, it needs to become something more like Apple. Apple isn't Steve Jobs. It's not Tim Cook. Uh, it's some sort of idea of how the world should be and how people are. So it's the primary story that I want people to tell when they think of Gravity Undone. So the fourth point in my little plan is now I can start engaging with a consistent story. This is going to let me begin marketing and getting my message out in a way that will be amplified by everyone who hears it. Because they're all going to be hearing the same message, which means when person A talks to person B about Gravity Undone, they both are understanding. They're on the same page, which means rather than kind of disagreeing with each other or looking at each other in confusion going, well, hang on, I thought something different, that they're actually going to resonate rather than diminish the story. And this is one of those things that in the past I've rolled my eyes at and just kind of skipped over it on the assumption that yeah I already kind of know it and I learned this at in uh, university I'd go into marketing lectures in my textbook and my tutors and lecturers they all basically said these same sorts of things in order to uh, successfully engage with people a uh, it sounds a bit, it sounds a little bit weird but you sort of a brand or, or a and it's not a company it's a, a brand has to have an identity it needs it needs this knowledge like coca-cola is one of the most recognized brands in the world and it has one word slogan enjoy and every piece of marketing it does is enjoy you'll be there'll be like santa claus christmas good times at the moment they're running a bit of a campaign about coca-cola matching with having food with your friends you know and they're sort of showing people eating pizza and stuff and drinking a coke and it's suddenly like this experience is coca-cola this being with friends having good food enjoying is coca-cola and so gravity undone and any given brand it's not that and it's, that's not the product coca-cola that's the concept coke which of course is why back in the 80s when they introduced new coke uh, everyone you know got upset by it it wasn't because it didn't taste good. It, it, it arguably tasted better. People preferred the taste of it. But they weren't drinking a taste. They were enjoying Coke. And in my scattered roundabout way that I'm sort of telling you about this, Gravity Undone is going to have that same strength of body and message that... In years to come, when people say Gravity Undone, 
it will be associated with a bunch of thoughts and feelings and stories and and ideas much bigger than can reasonably be explained. And so once I've done my three points there, identified my values and figured out what position Graviano is taking on various topics, writing this manifesto, then I'm going to be able to uh, implement this messaging. And this is something that every expert, like I said, my textbook said it, my lecturers said it. If you go listen to uh, Tony Robbins or Gary Vee or um, bloody Brendan Bouchard, whoever you want to talk to, they all say, you've got to work this out and you've got to write it down and you've got to be authentic and you've got to you know, promote this message with integrity and strength of, of personality. So instead of me just rolling my eyes, I'm going to write these things down. I'm going to do it. I'm going to come up with this strategy and add this, this, this story. All the successful businesses, all the long-term successful creators have done it. In many cases, it's a matter of gaining some level of success, and then they define their story in the Manifesto and Ethos. But that's kind of a little bit ass-backwards, because every brand manager and every business coach will tell you to do it and tell you to write it down and keep it handy and rehearse it. And at the start of this whole journey with Gravity Undone, I committed to doing the things the experts say to do. Because like, I don't know, some enormous percentage of everyone, I was kind of admitting that the experts were telling the truth, but for some unknowable reason, I was not actually doing these things that successful people have done. So once I've got Exit Plan 3 recorded and out, and once Book 3 is written and published, because they're taking up quite a bit of my time at the moment, I am going to go on a marketing bender and really get my name out there. But that means I need to know what my name means and what I want to tell people. And I'm sure we've heard this, but to fail to plan is to plan to fail. And I've already done enough to learn that I don't want to repeat those same lessons. I have failed enough times that I should have learnt by now to move on. And that's what I'm doing. I'm moving on to the next level. Uh, certainly that's what I'm planning to do. Time will tell. So I'm a creative, I'm a writer, and I want to create, and I want to make money doing it so I can continue to create and inspire others to create. That is why I have to plan to succeed. You may have other reasons for why you need to plan to succeed. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, if you're not planning this, if you're not taking these lessons to heart that we've all learned, you're relying on hope and hope is no strategy. Okay, next week's goals then. I'm going to continue running 10 kilometers next week. Uh, remember, my quarterly goal here is to get to 16 kilometers uh, run in a week. And for those uh, US listeners, 16 kilometers is 10 miles. Uh, 10 kilometers is about, uh, what, six miles? Okay, I'm going to record the rest of Exit Plan 3. So I was supposed to have finished recording Exit Plan 3 this week, but things have been a bit slow this week. Primarily it's school holidays and everyone in the house is sick except for me. So my workload has gone up in non-recording exit plan duties. And I'm going to audiobook of book one. I'm going to get uh, chapter two. Chapters one and two, done and dusted. Now I'm going to invite, I again, invite people, if you're going to get serious about creating, I'm going to ask, write your goals down. Send them in to me at mycreativitypod on Twitter or at gravityundone. On Twitter, or you can just do like Surrey at gravityundone.net, or you can find me on Facebook, I'm sure. Send in your goals. I'll keep them anonymous, of course, 
but you'll know you'll know which goals are yours and we can be cre- uh, creative and productive and accountable together next week i've got another fantastic interview i hope you all enjoyed last week's interview with casey whalen he was a great guy and had some very interesting stuff to talk about there uh, regarding intellectual property and his process of recording and some of his history, I suppose. But next week is Claire Scherzinger, and, or Scherzinger, depending on whether you want to sound German or not. Claire Scherzinger uh, of Arca 45672 audio drama fame. But she's also an artist, uh, as in a painter. And she's a creative across multiple disciplines. You know, well, she wrote uh, an audio drama as well as painting. And she does this thing full time. So she, uh, let's, let's use the term, she's living the dream, basically. Uh, as a result, she's got this great insight into the business of being an artist. You know, I've got a full time day job and I'm doing my creativity on the side. And I know a lot of people are doing the same thing. And everyone I've interviewed has said that their dream is to do their art. Or their creation full time, but little of little of us have this concept of what that really means. So, Claire, on the other hand, she is doing this full time at the moment. So she's talking about uh, having to talk to investors and patrons, uh, submitting for grants, planning budgets, because it's not all sipping lattes and writing in a notebook. If someone, if you're going to have a creative project and there's an amount of money being put towards it whether that be a grant or from Kickstarter patrons or whatever, then these people want to see what that money is buying, when it's going to be done. Wow. So it was a great interview, and I think we'll all get something out of it. Until then, good luck. Tell your story. See ya. (laughs) 